of the Crankcase, the automotive show where I present my pointed opinion and invite you, the listener, to change my mind and engage me online on our Instagram at the Crankcase. I'm Carrillo, an opinionated gearhead, and I've got things to say. Today we're going to be talking about Mercedes-Benz, how they're eating BMW's lunch, and why I'd probably buy one of those before I'd buy a BMW today. Join us right after the break, folks. So let's get right into this. The topic is Mercedes-Benz, why I think they're eating BMW's lunch, and why I'd probably buy one before I'd buy a BMW today. Generally speaking, I've tended to be more partial toward BMWs than Mercedes-Benz. BMW to me has been a confused brand since the onset of the global financial crisis. That sucks because that's to me a really, really long time ago. As a BMW fan, it pains me to see this kind of malaise-ish position that they're in. I first fell in love with BMWs when the E36 chassis was new, okay? So we're talking the early to mid 90s. Uh, the very first BMW that like made me really go, oh my gosh, this thing is so cool. Was a, It was actually a, a black E36 M3. My dad started getting me into BMWs at an early age because he had an E33 series, a manual. And that kind of really sparked my interest, but it wasn't until I saw that M3, I was like, whoa, these things are really, really cool. Once you start to get into the history of BMW, you really do see that they kind of did prove themselves as a motorsport-oriented brand. For the longest time, I think they really were the ultimate driving machine. Mercedes-Benz, generally I tend to feel that they were great cars if you liked boring. Now, there are some major exclusions to this, right? So the E55 AMG, the E63 AMG, the E65 AMG, um, from the early, early late 90s into the early 2000s all the way up into, gosh, you know, the last like eight years. So yes, yes, guys, basically the majority of the AMG lineup, if, if you had a legit AMG car, your car is an exception to that rule. Okay. Yes, that is not boring. I've always perceived Mercedes Benz to have top notch quality. Should anything actually fail though, that's when, you know, it could cost a fortune to fix the car. Um, I've always known BMWs to basically cost a fortune when repairs were needed and often they might be needed and that kind of sucked, but it was just something about the way that they feel when they drive. It's just, to me, for the longest time, it was unparalleled. It was unmatched. I think in the end, it was just BMW's consistent approach to being a balance of driver-oriented vehicle while also being like a refined luxury vehicle that drove me to loving them so much. Um, things have changed. It's 2020. Look around you. Today, globally, both brands compete with a much, much wider array of vehicles available than basically ever before. You can find an M variant or an AMG variant of practically every vehicle they make. Yes, there are some exclusions, I get it. To me, there's a major difference in the two. One brand, to me, feels like they're manufacturing with purpose, with drive, dare I even say vigor. The other brand kind of feels disconnected, kind of feels confused, and is still generally unreliable. That's BMW, to me. Mercedes, to me, has taken its success in motorsport like an F1, and I feel like they've really opted to use that as motivation to take a bolder, more driver-oriented approach in their cars, all the while preserving their brand's coveted elegance and beauty. They really have been creating some of the most beautiful Mercedes-Benz that they've made in some time, at least to me. So some Mercedes-Benz vehicles right now that I just absolutely love. So C63 AMG right now. Love it. The E63 sedan and wagon. My absolute favorite of the AMG lineup. Shout out to the S63. Gorgeous. How about the AMG GT, the GTS, and the GTR, respectively? 
absolutely marvels to look at. I'm lucky enough to live near a motorsports park, uh, a track uh, where I live in Arizona, and I get to see these vehicles quite often uh, making their way to the track. I love seeing them come through. It's so cool. In regards to BMW, I really feel like since launching the uh, the F30 platform, um, things have kind of been downhill. Now, I did say the onset of the global financial crisis, and I understand that that actually predates the F30 platform as the, that, that platform dropped in like 2013 and has ran through like model year 18, 19, some, somewhere around there. Um, the, the reason why I, I say that far back is because that's when you, you could actually begin to see the difference in motorsports first. They really were, the, the funding really was starting to get pulled back from there. And to me, as a motorsports fan, to me, motorsports dictates the direction of brands. A lot of, a lot of people won't get that, especially the everyday person who just goes and they buy a car and they're, they're out there. The reason why is because a lot of it comes from the R&D. A lot of the development that goes into these cars eventually trickles its way onto the production line. And that's where you get some very cool, unique features that become very tailored and very unique to a particular brand. And so that's something that I think that when you begin to see the money get pulled out from one of the primary playing fields that develop that, you're, you're going to see that uh, cars will begin to suck eventually. So the general lesson here is that if you want to build a good car, you should actually be racing your cars. Um, the other end of that, though, is that it's crazy expensive to do that. So, you know, it kind of becomes this tug of war, right, with the accounting guys. Like, how do we build a better car whilst also ensuring that we're expending the right amount of money for R&D? So I understand that battle for BMW. They wanted to maintain some form of global supremacy, and that stuff, sometimes you do have to cut costs to be able to do that. But generally speaking, excluding some very expensive end models, like, it seems as though the cars, like, have felt more disconnected than ever. In my opinion, never have more cooler turbocharged engines have ever even been available for BMWs on Moss for the entire lineup. And yet more than ever, I feel like do their cars feel less like ultimate driving machines. I, I say that because if you sit in base, this is just my opinion, guys, okay? Especially because I know the BMW guys are super passionate. With the exception of basically an F80 M3 and maybe like a 335 M Sport, the majority of the, the 3 Series don't feel the same. They don't feel very, very refined. They don't feel very driver oriented to me. The steering feels like garbage compared to the E90 chassis, for example, that had analog steering. I get it. I understand that, you know, you can't always have hydraulic steering, especially in this day and age as we're refining electric steering more and more and more. But guys, I look, I do like things, uh, certain things analog and my steering should be one of them. And I felt like BMW really dropped the ball going to electric steering on the, uh, the F platform. So all of these criticisms that I hurl at BMW, um, they come from a ownership experience. I have owned quite a few BMWs in my lifetime of owning cars. The very last BMW I own, I decided to stop at the one series. Um, that for me was like, this is it. It's not going to get any more BMW. I basically reached personal peak BMW with a 1 Series. I had a car that was essentially the similar layout of an E30 3 Series coupe with a 6-speed manual turbocharged engine with analog steering, rear-wheel drive. It was fantastic. To me, it was peak BMW. The only thing that would have made it ultimate peak BMW was if it were a 1 Series M. However, I did have a 135, so that's cool. Um... BMW, I think, might might see a shift, may, might might see an upward swing in things, potentially. BMW is in the midst of a design shift right now. Uh, for those of you who don't really keep up with automotive design, um, they're actually resurrecting the vertical kidney grill. It's something that we really haven't seen since, what, like the early 1980s? It, they have some very radical design schemes coming around the bend. 
That includes the up-and-coming M4 Coupe. If, uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Just Google new BMW M4 Coupe. It's been probably the most widely circulated of the new BMW designs that has been confirmed. Will BMW diehards accept or reject the new design scheme? Will they just conform over time? Personally speaking, I don't know where I stand yet. I'm currently a fan of the current 3 Series design scheme. That's the G20 chassis. Um, I don't know how the vertical kidney grille will be integrated into that chassis cleanly. So as much as I want to kind of cringe, I know that I kind of have to go with the flow with certain things. So I'm just going to take a step back and wait approach before I say, no, 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 this is terrible. BMW is ruining it all. It could actually be a taste of some really, really positive things to come. Um, their new 4.4 liter V8, the twin turbo, it looks absolutely amazing. The 600 horsepower output that you can find on the, uh, the Grand Coupe is amazing so that is definitely looking promising i haven't heard what it sounds like yet so i'm really hoping that it can kind of have that really cool throaty burbly sound that uh the mercedes-benz kind of has i i would really hope that has something similar we'll see right so in the end mercedes vehicles have set a new precedent for beauty and the results for mercedes-benz are better global sales in 2019 but BMW still does remain competitive in the United States with top sales in 2019. That's got to say something because the United States North American market as a whole is a huge cash cow for both Mercedes-Benz and BMW. Coming up after the break, I'm going to hit you with my final thoughts. Stay tuned. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media at Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. So I've been talking about Mercedes-Benz and BMW. How I think Mercedes-Benz have just generally been outperforming and outdoing BMW in almost every capacity. And sales metrics have shown that globally. North America has been a victorious battlefield for BMW, sure. But the battle rages on. The war rages on. Right now, if I'm buying one of the big German three, Audi, BMW, or Mercedes-Benz, I'm looking at Mercedes-Benz first. Mercedes-Benz vehicles have set a new precedent for beauty for me. Since the introduction of the current W205 chassis, the C-Class, um, that's from 2014 and on, it, it, they really have just, for me, been winning the game. Mercedes often, for me, has had a lineup where cars have either been some that I'm okay with and others that I just absolutely hate, can't bear to look at them. A perfect example would actually be the W204C class from 2007 through 13. I really didn't care for them much. However, comparatively, the, the W221S class from 2006 through 13, uh, very similar model year ranges, I find gorgeous. Each passing generation has just seen cleaner lines and generally nicer interiors just that I find myself liking more and more. AMG model cars as a whole are just beginning to take on the, the that road feel that BMWs of old used to have. I hope other people agree with me on that. So what do you think, folks? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have similar thoughts? Head on over to Instagram to give me your two cents at the crane case. Smash that follow button when you're over there. While you're on Instagram, head on over to adswerkmedia. That's at Z-W-E-R-C media. Smash that follow button because Carrillo told you to. I'm Carrillo. This is the crane case. I'm signing out until the next episode.